As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. Now it's time for a Spotlight Star Wars with your host, Ken Knapsack. Hey, Force Center friends, it's me, Ken Apsock, indeed, another edition of Spotlight Star Wars, a monologue from me to you, you being all of you Star Wars fans, all of y'all, all of y'all who celebrate Star Wars with us. Uh, so happy to be here with you today. Going to get to some things, uh, a, a reaction of sorts to a recent episode, uh, the most recent episode of Star Wars Ranked. We'll talk about uh, what Star Wars means to me and uh, how that surprises me still, how much it Surprises me that Star Wars means this much to me. You'll follow me here in a second. I also want to talk uh, about um, how I, I'm enjoying, like at the time of this recording, like a, at least a two or three day window where there's no controversy in the Star Wars world and the Star Wars fandom. Look, it's exhausting. And Joseph and Jennifer and I are right there with you too. It's exhausting sometimes. It doesn't mean that, that there aren't um, important issues being uh, talked about or discussed or that some of the discourse uh, isn't to just enlightening at times. Yeah, absolutely can be. But sometimes, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It can be exhausting. 
but that's uh, the importance of, as Joseph and I talked about on the main show last week, the deep dive of reconnecting to the joy of Star Wars. Uh, and through that is where I kind of discovered, oh, yeah, man, even me, a Star Wars podcaster who spends hours every week talking about Star Wars, writing about Star Wars, uh, uh, watching Star Wars, researching Star Wars, I can still just have those moments where all, all the noise fades away. Uh, and it's a powerful thing. Uh, speaking of powerful things, it is Pride Month here. And we at Force Center want to tip our caps to Pride Month and celebrate along with you, you all here. And, you know, you can't contain it to a 30-day period, but it's nice to have that period. Nice to have the focus and have the spotlight uh, and, and to see what uh, inclusion or representation and diversity and all those things, all those buzzwords that start uh, potentially start fights at family picnics. See what they mean to the Star Wars world now. Uh, we are for it here. Uh, uh, the continuing expansion of the Star Wars uh, uh, story and the, and the characters and to see have everyone see yourself reflected up there. And in the LGBTQ plus community, uh, you, you, feel, you feel the connection to Star Wars. You feel, them, you feel folks wanting more from Star Wars too. There's no finish line in this, right? Uh, things are... Are better things are changing, things are growing, but there's no finish line. There's always there's always improvement, always always a, a step forward to take. But I just love when uh, folks are just rallying around certain characters. Aphra is like the big biggest example. Sinjar, aftermath series, uh, list can go on and on, and, and hopefully does continue to go on and on. But uh, to see to see uh, the LGBTQ plus community rally around these characters because it just means so much. It means everything. It's something a little kid like me. Raised in a little bubble uh, in a small town, just uh, looking at Han Solo and going, "Hey, there's me, right? I'm good. You good? I'm good." Uh, to uh, to to go from that point in my life to see where the Star Wars fandom is now. The galaxy is big, uh, as is our own world, and I think Star Wars should reflect the very world that is there to be inspired by it. So, uh, happy Pride Month, all of you here. More from uh, us at Force Center on that. I'm sure. Uh, with that, that said, and and and, and uh, taking a, a sip of uh, of my four center water here and getting uh, settled in, uh, I can't wait to talk to you a little bit more here in a second about what Star Wars still means to me here on Spotlight Star Wars. All right, no secret, I. Uh, Star Wars. You, you could even say I love Star Wars. Uh, it wasn't just a, a book I wrote why we love Star Wars. No, I love it too. I, I, I watch it every week. I read Star Wars every week. I talk about Star Wars every week. And I've been doing so solidly in terms of Force Center, Jedi Lions, or Jedi Counselor on the Andy Show for, for six years now. Uh, and, and before that, I've been living it. Since uh, since the early 80s, uh, for me, really, essentially, my whole life. And there was a time where other things filter in, right? That's just uh, the, the, the way of life. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, pursuit of uh, love, relationships, or baseball cards. At some point, Star Wars kind of goes on the shelf a little bit here. But I always return to it. I always found it uh, to be inspiring, to be uh, meaningful to have great purpose, as well as just entertaining, which we always talk about on Star Wars uh, here, our Force Center here, that uh, Star Wars is built on a large part of being cool, looking cool, pew, 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 all that stuff, it all factors in. And talking about Star Wars so much uh, uh, on a weekly basis here, 
it sometimes can feel mechanical. Oh, I got to stay up late and watch uh, Bad Batch. I got to break down this Clone Wars episode. Oh, I got to read that book. I don't really even love that character, but let me get into it here. I got to do the review. Uh, almost like work, dare I say. I know, tough, tough work. Uh, cry for me, please. But no, uh, there's always a chance of a little bit of burnout. And eh, you might have a day here and there. Uh, and then you come back to it and it's fine. But recently, there was just a, a specific day. Finally had a moment to sit down. Yeah, you know, probably had a microwave burrito on a plate. Uh, a Zevia soda in my hand. Had about a half hour to sit down on my couch and relax. Now, that's not enough time to start a video game. It's not enough time to watch. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I was like, oh, let me put on some Star Wars. And it happened so naturally. It, it happened so just, oh, that's what you do. You breathe, you eat, you watch Star Wars. And it kind of kind of blew me away as Joseph and I were preparing for our reconnecting to the joy of Star Wars episode or deep dive last week, uh, last time out. I, I you know, it, it, it was, it fit, it fit. And also how Star Wars continues to move me, even when I'm down and out, even when I've experienced failure, sadness, struggle, obstacles uh, in my way, or just wanting to turn around and run away from it all. Star Wars has that power. It has that purpose we talk about Luke Skywalker dying with peace and purpose, or at least transitioning to his next uh, adventure. Star Wars is so full of that uh, uh, purpose. Peace as well, especially when Boss Nass is holding the peace orb. And that is why it absolutely stands the test of time. I'm not telling you something that you don't know. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening. But do you all have those moments? Do you all have those times where you, a seemingly fully functional adult, is going through something, big or small, but you're going through it. You're going through a sadness. You're going through a dark time. You're going through a, a, a time of uncertainty. And in that time, you turn to the silly space saga. George Lucas always says, and we always talk about and, and echo here, the idea of it's for 12-year-olds. It's for 12-year-olds. I've always clarified that I think that's the 12-year-old in all of us. Yes, there is uh, this uh, function of speaking to uh, a 12-year-old on the cusp of adulthood, which is what Lucas was uh, talking about. And he's trying to teach some big, powerful lessons of uh, Anakin uh, Skywalker and the fall and attachment and fear and all those kind of big concept things. But it's also things on... Uh, on a lower level, on a smaller level, on a micro level that we as humans uh, experience. Uh, trouble at work, trouble at relationships, trouble at home, trouble with yourself, doubting. Uh, you, you can continue to find inspiration from them. And it, I love when it shocks me. I love when it surprises me. What are those moments for you? And it's not even a list of moments uh, in terms of something on screen, uh, something that, you'll, uh, that you seek out. There's those moments too. You know, Rise of Skywalker, I always say, is very spiritual for me. It's like going to Star Wars Church. But there's other moments where Star Wars just reaches up and, and finds you when you need it. Uh, recently, was watching Rogue One, and that was actually what I put on when I was like, yeah, I got a half hour. And I love that third act. I, I, I always say it's some of the best Star Wars that ever Star Wars. I love the Raddus moment. Everyone knows that. I love my Y-Wings. I can wax poetic, poetic about Y-Wings and Admiral Raddus, but I just was... I just was moved by parts of that movie, inspired, inspired to be a part of something bigger or inspired to get outside yourself and inspired to take a risk. Uh, I think in, in Rogue One, 
There's a lot about sacrifice for the greater cause, plugging into the greater good, save the rebellion, save the dream, all those kind of things. There's those big themes as well. But what I also was moved by on this specific day is, is a, a constantly struggle with uh, building out my career or keeping my damn career going. The risks that everyone takes in Rogue One, that's one of the things I don't think we talk about a lot. I mean, it's there, it's inherent, but a risk and the risk eh, maybe pays off with their deaths, but just go beyond that. Go to the core of, of, of what's going on in Rogue One, particularly in the, in the final act, in the final uh, uh, you know, half hour or so of that film. It's, it's great risks. And that's what I'm talking about. How I can be sitting there on a couch with a frozen burrito, uh, worried about my career, worried about what I got to do next, or worried what I've got to keep doing, and knowing that a lot of it is risk. And, and really, I might want to be Luke Skywalker on an island. It's not just uh, the beard I share with them. It's the dread. It's the fear of your own failures. It's the why try. It's the I need to cut myself off from this. And to even go forward in any way for Luke Skywalker, it, it, it's a risk. And for the, the, the folks of Rogue One, it's a risk. And they take the big leap. They take the leap of faith. And it works out. It works out with their deaths, I know. But it works out. And I found inspiration in that. I found inspiration in the soldiers of the rebellion hitting the beach, yelling for Jeddah. I, I took inspiration in Bastan, taking out an all-terrain cargo transport. I mean, just the joy taking out the uh, transport that Walker there at, uh, at his knees. Uh, man, it hit me. It hit me in a way I'd never really, never really experienced before. And I was bawling on my couch. That's what I love when Star Wars gets you. You might be going through uh, something real tough right now. And you can seek out Star Wars for specific reasons. But if you're plugged into Star Wars like we all are, if you're listening and you're still listening, I, I guarantee that's something you share with me. Star Wars will reach up and find you. The themes will emerge. What needs to be, uh, what needs to be heard by you, the Force will find a way. Just like it found a way to Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi. It, it, it'll get you. And I love being plugged into Star Wars and experiencing that. Experiencing all the emotions and taking all the inspirations and all the lessons. And just feeling the power and the purpose of this saga. Man, so darn good. I hope you get to experience all of that this week. I hope something from Star Wars grabs you. Let us know. Let me know. Pop into the Discord. Let's talk about the inspiration you pull from Star Wars, the inspiration you seek out, and the inspiration that finds you. Stick around here on Spotlight Star Wars. On the other side, we're going to talk about deaths. Yeah. It's a little Star Wars ranked follow up here on Spotlight Star Wars. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. 
Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138.
Welcome back to Spotlight Star Wars. Thanks for uh, letting us uh, pay some bills around these parts. Uh, this music, A Journey Begins, uh, takes me back to the early days where this was the main theme for uh, the big show, the superstar store of our Fleet Force Center. Uh, that, of course, has been, uh, since been replaced, as it should have been, by the wonderful music of Tony Thaxton. This was just a, a generic piece that you could you could buy. Uh, you know, I, I got, got the rights. I could use it and, uh, you know, sounded close enough. Uh, and so it worked out. But it does does take me back. And we are, uh, we are coming up, actually, on... 1,000 total broadcasts. We're a little bit away. It's a couple months from that, uh, from now. But just amazing. That, that, that's, a, that's a crazy number. We sometimes uh, is, is celebrate the numbers here at Force Center. Other times it's uh, just another Tuesday. But that one, uh, that one means something to us. And uh, we'll be um, uh, uh, doing some, uh, hopefully, some cool stuff for that. So stay tuned for that. But I, when I heard, I heard this song, it uh, really brought me back to the early days. Recording on a different microphone, hunched over a, a cardboard box in my room or a, a, my roommate's bar. When I had to, uh, sometimes oh, couldn't couldn't record it if he was home. I had to wait for him to leave. Here we are, my home studio at home. Uh, so uh, we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get there. A thousand episodes. Well, anyways, uh, we roll on here on Spotlight Star Wars. I want to do a Star Wars ranked follow up. The last episode recorded uh, with Joseph and I for Star Wars Rank was our, our favorite Star Wars desk, which is um, it's weird to say. And we really, when Joseph and I put together that uh, show, uh, you know, we'll come up with a, a topic um, and we don't really let the other, uh, the other uh, even if it's other guests, Billy Patterson or someone comes through, we don't, we don't really let them know. They'll send me a list. Joseph will send me a list. And that's when I find out. I'll already have my list ready to go. Occasionally we make adjustments. We don't necessarily want to repeat. Sometimes there's a, hey, we both want to talk about this. That's what it is. But the favorite, there's at least the topic is pretty well defined. With Star Wars deaths, favorite Star Wars deaths, it came out of an episode we were doing. I was like, hey, we were off air for a second. I said, do you want to rank our favorite deaths on Star Wars ranked? And that was about it. He said, yeah. I said, yeah, all right, cool. Everyone said, yeah, let's do it. And we really both went to the same spot of not necessarily the deaths. Uh, you know, you could just rank Luke, Leia, Vader, all those things, and those are great choices. And, and some of those choices do make our list and, and your list as well. But we wanted, like, we wanted to get down to what were the deaths that grabbed you. I, you know, I talked about it. The Cassian Andor and Jen Erso is the death I went to because of Rogue One or in Rogue One. But in truth, the one I, I think I shed the most tears of uh, early on in my viewings was K2SO. It was uh, the indicator of bad things to come. It was a powerful lesson of choice over programming for me and uh, really well done where the light fades out on his eyes and it it hurts. That hurts. That one didn't quite make the list because uh, my, I wanted to factor in uh, some of the bigger things around the death of Cassian and Jen. And so that's kind of the fun thing. These lists could change. I could do a new list tomorrow and it would be completely different. Our Star Wars ranked episodes will uh, often uh, spark some fun conversations in our Discord server. Again, you can access that private Discord server by becoming a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash center if you so choose. Uh, but this death, death one uh, brought out some really good lists and some really good choices. And I just uh, wanted to kind of go over them and give a, a spotlight here on Spotlight Star Wars to our Four Center friends with some great choices. I, I might not read all the the choices, but some of the individual choices really uh, just uh, reached out and, and spoke to me here. Uh, Alden Diaz uh, ranked uh, uh, Han Solo, Kanan Jarrus, Shmi Skywalker, L337, Count Dooku. 
Uh, the Duca one, I was like, wow, Alden, you're uh, you're 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 rooting for. Du- oh no, I kind of get it. No, um, that one really worked uh, for me later on in life. So I get it. The Shmi Skywalker one. Uh, what could be and uh, the, the the powerful void that, that created and the void that was there. It's a powerful one too. Uh, Alden is honorable mentions uh, though did uh, talk about uh, Trilla uh, Sudari, which is uh, second sister from Fallen Order. I, I'm not a huge huge fan of Fallen Order. I love playing Fallen Order. I, I let me let me rephrase that. I played Fallen Order. I don't know if I'll ever revisit it. Uh, it was a gameplay issue, but the characters and the stories told within that video game absolutely work uh stories of trauma uh the big star wars uh, themes of redemption and found family those things are present there as well but uh the trauma one's pretty big as well and yeah yeah second sister's passing really well done so that's a, that one that's one i wanted to highlight there too uh boiler huff and i'm using the discord names uh, so everyone's speaking in code uh, i guess uh well alden diaz that's a good code to have there too uh, Boilerhuff uh, had, a, had a Sith heavy one with Vader Maul, uh, but then we got Luke Cated and K2SO. And uh, I love this is, and this is why we do these lists. Boilerhuff says, "Hard to believe my top two are emotional Sith deaths, but that's where my heart is telling me I am right now." Love that Huff. That is that you know you just go where your heart tells you. And I, I am so moved by that second Maul death. It really am. It was my number one choice for a reason. So well done in so many ways. But um, I just. Never would have thought, going back to 1999, that number one, the mall would be back again to have a second death, so to speak. But that I'd be, I'd have so much sympathy and just be so involved and connected in mall. I, I, I did like mall. I had all the mall figures, probably some mall Pepsi cans and a mall shampoo dispenser back in 99, 2000 range. But uh, mall became so much more, and then that led to his death having so much great. Uh, meaning there as well. This would Greer had a great uh, list. Luke, Leia, Maul, Kane, and Han. Some big all-stars there. But he says, I want to write literally every other death in the honorable mention section. And that's, it's so hard to choose. And Star Wars is, I guess it's in the wars, full of a lot of death. A lot of deaths to choose from there. Uh, he also, uh, Greer uh, mentioned uh, Shared Mway. And I, I wanted to mention Shared as well. We did talk about all the deaths in that episode in Rogue One. Uh, you know, powerful ones of the... But uh, Greer wrote this, uh, of all the Rogue One deaths, uh, he says the, the, all of them are fantastic in different ways, but there's something beautiful about how peaceful Sherrod's last moments were in the middle of such a chaotic battle. I really do love that. The, the love, the connection that was felt and present there between Bays and, and Sherrod and, and the journeys both of them took to that moment, uh, I, it really does work for me. And I remember the second time I saw Rogue One, it didn't hit. I, I loved it. I've told that story. Me and Jeremy Johns running out of our screen and uh, zipping our mouths shut to not spoil it for anybody. And we double timed it back to Jeremy's car and got in the, and we just screamed, ah, ah so good. It was so good. Uh, it was the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen. It was that kind of vibe. And then the second time I saw it, it came crashing back down, crashing back down. And then, then the movie kind of landed where it needs to land with me. But it's grown, man. It's grown. And it's because of moments like Sherrod Emway's death. Um, uh, I, I remember not connecting with it so much in the movie. I mean, I've just been around those characters so much. And this is what I was talking about earlier in the episode, where even if you, you've seen Rogue One 45 times, it's that 46th time where Sherrod's death, uh, Sherrod's death will grab you or a little line will move you. Uh, and that's what I, I love about Star Wars, but uh, I love about uh, having these great deaths, uh, these characters, and, and have, how, they, how they connect with you in different ways. So Greer loved, uh, loved what you said about Sherrod Emway there. 
Uh, we have uh, this one. Uh, great answer here uh, from Sean Bujnowski. Uh, Joseph and I almost, uh, we have a problem with names, but Sean Bujnowski says this. Uh, says, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker really added something to Han's death for me. That's big for me uh, because as a Han Solo guy, I remember the time just his death. Uh, I had so much issues with it, and it was one of an early just moment with with Joseph and I actually on the old Jedi Alliance show that um, the themes of, of of around Han's death really reached out and grabbed me more than my viewing of the film. And that's a lesson in stopping to think about what's on screen and leaving your uh, uh, the, the iron uh, grip of uh, on your expectations at the door. It's great to have those expectations when you go see a Star Wars film or read a Star Wars book or watch a Star Wars show, but just to really engage with what's there. I've just, there's so much about Han's death. I was like, that's not the, that's not what I've been dreaming about for 30 years. I, I, I knew Han might go, but to, to see what's there, uh, it, it means so much. But then to come back to it and rise to Skywalker, there again is more patience, even more patience than seeing where, uh, the story takes you, where the story takes these characters, where it takes these moments. And yeah, the, the hand touch that saved the galaxy. So, Sean, I'm right there with you there. Uh, Douglas Dubois, Dubois, oh man, Ken, you just met, you're not even going to edit that out, are you? Nope, I'm not. Douglas says this, uh, Caden, Luke, Yoda, Fives, Fives is the name that shows up here a lot. Uh, and honorable mentions, Quill, Qui-Gon Han, Biggs, and Holdo. The Biggs one's great. We, we've talked about Holdo. Fives is a great choice. Uh, like I said, a lot of our Force Center friends had that one down. Biggs is a good one, too, because we talk a lot about the deleted scene, and, and there's the, the cult of Biggs. Alex Damon's a, a cult leader over the cult of Biggs Dark Letter. We know that. Uh, Biggs, you know, we get a little bit more with Biggs, or uh, even in the uh, early 80s, you get a little bit more of those deleted scenes and the, and the, the photos that you see him in his uh, sexy tattooing cape talking to Luke there. And, uh, you know, you, you, your imagination just uh, on, on who Biggs is, the headcanon starts filling in. But re all that aside, what you actually get in A New Hope, uh, the theatrical release worked for me. I didn't have any extra scenes to watch until the mid-90s with Biggs. But I just remember it, uh, it did work. You felt the connection. You understood the connection. If you didn't get to live and spend a lot of time with the connection between Biggs and Luke, it was there. It was implied and the little beat, the little moment that, that Luke kind of takes after Biggs dies. I remember being very, being very young, but after after like one of my later views, you know, I, I, seven, I'm, seven and eight when I'm taken in Star Wars. But by like nine, ten, eleven range, I remember the, the Biggs death got to me. It just felt like, man, he was so close. He could have been there, could have been there celebrating. And a little lesson of of pain and loss and and how that can sometimes be there uh, present right alongside the victory uh so there you go the deep themes of star wars emerging even then so anyways i did i love that choice douglas biggs is a great answer chris lentz uh says he had, he had a too long uh, didn't read list uh, tauntauns i'm gonna die Great choice. Akbar, Kylo Ren, Vader. So a lot of great things to say about that. Uh, he posted some wonderful thoughts on all these characters. Uh, so, uh, and I and agree, he wrote this about Akbar. He says, you know who didn't die like a boss? It was the only death in Star Wars film that shook me to my core. Admiral Akbar. Sometimes part of me wants to get upset and say they did him dirty. That such a hero of the rebellion should go flying out the window without much more than a word or two. But uh, if I head there, it goes against why I defend The Last Jedi in the sequel trilogy so strongly. It's fairly faithful to real life. 
Turns out most friends don't get some final hurrah where they reunite, have a blast, and then part with good feelings. You get a message in the night that so-and-so died of a heart attack. Someone else fell into a depression which should never return and drank themselves to death. Don't even know if that other person is dead or alive. War is even more intense with that phenomenon. Not every soldier dies gloriously in a firefight. Some catch disease. Others die from friendly fire, a random IED. The list goes on and on. But the sudden viciousness which Akbar's take from us really hurt me, and it still does. And I got to tell you, Chris, I love what you wrote here. And this is one of the reasons, this is why I want to do this follow-up episode here at Spotlight Star Wars. I have uh, gotten into heated arguments, both on air and off, around my own gig, about the Akbar death. I understand. I really understand the need or the, the, some desire to say, not just having Akbar have a big death, but uh, he should, that should have been hold, or he should have been hold, all that kind of stuff. And I, and I don't, at the end of the day, very much don't agree with it. Very much, like pound fist on the desk, don't agree with it. But I understand it. You, you grew up with Akbar. Now, now I always say, I was there, kids. I was there in the eighties. Uh, Akbar wasn't as big. It's it's a trap. Wasn't a meme. We didn't. It just was one of the many things in Star Wars. It emerged a little bit later on. I really think if it wasn't specifically like Robot Chicken, or it was just that era of of where every corner of Star Wars is mined for comedy and and and, and therefore I think also nostalgia and the the the, the legend of Akbar grew. He was always there. Akbar Akbar's Akbar. Don't get me wrong, but. Because of that, I, I, I understood why you might have wanted him more. Uh, I was excited that Akbar was back in Episode 7. He sounded a little bit older and rougher, but he came out of retirement. This worked for me. So, yeah, Akbar going down with the ship or Akbar sacrificing himself. Yeah, you, you could have. I, I, you would not have done wrong to give an Akbar a little bit more. But it was a very realistic decision in, in in a movie that was trying to tell you there's great cost to everything we're doing here and that and that great cost isn't always on display like like even a holdo but it, it, it happens tally lintra smirks gone uh later on episode nine tem and snap wexley they're gone it's there and, and it's there in the original trilogy we talked about biggs dak um Nanta, rest his soul. <laughs> rest his soul. It's there, but it's it feels a little different. I'm not saying it, it it's not necessarily clean. I think Biggs gets more of a, a moment of pause, like I just said, with Luke than than Akbar. But it's a big budget '80s. Uh, well, at least with Jedi and, and Empire. You know what I mean? There's a little bit. As Chris writes, a little bit more realism to a lot of what goes on with the sequel trilogy, particularly Last Jedi. I think particularly Rise of Skywalker. And over time, I really even more stand behind the death of Akbar as is. He was a legend. He was gone in a moment. Snuffed out. Thrown out of a window into the vacuum of space. Bad way to go. And we don't really get to see it. We don't get to really live with it. It just happened. And you have no choice but to move on. And it's something you have to remember later. And that's why you fight. And that's why we're here. And it makes Last Jedi a little bit more powerful for me. I'm no longer going to ever roll up my sleeves and argue with anyone over this. Part of the reason I, I get upset is I, I think there's a, a concerted effort to take away the moment from Holdo, particularly a female character. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying everybody who argues for Akbar to be in that spot is like that, but I'm just some of the arguments I've been in, that's where I think I get a little defensive. But take that aside, take the big issues aside that are outside the movie, in the movie, 
it really does work for me. Uh, and, and, and I, I, at the end of the day, like the characters, you kind of have to be okay with it. You kind of have to move on. And I love that. So Chris, I'm right there with you on that. He also talked about those poor Tauntauns. Uh, he wrote a great thing is uh, here. Poor Tauntauns and Empire grew up a big animal fan, animal planet, wild discovery, Nova smash specials on whales, all that stuff. Me too, Chris, me too. Something about seeing a, 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 a big goat ostrich just minding its own business, getting clocked by a wampa. Then Hans. Uh, now we have a whole backstory for it, a short story. Uh, uh, you know, so um, it's just sad. And it got me as a kid, Chris writes. I got to tell you, I'm right there with you too, Chris. Definitely an animal lover. Still an animal lover. Was as a kid and what am now. And I, I yeah, it's that, that wampa scene scares me. Um, I'm easily scared, but uh, I I would watch it with one eye closed, and I've always I did a I did a uh, um, I did a four center in memoriam of uh, Hans Tauntaun back in the day. Now we have a you know a little more information on on the Tauntaun, uh, even though it's uh, from a certain point of view, which is uh, it can be considered soft canon uh, at times. Um, yeah, it's always been it's always been something to me. Just that Luke's Luke's Tauntaun going out ah just not right. It didn't never set right to me. It's just it just just Scary, man. I don't like animal-on-animal animal violence, even if it's circle of life, nature's way stuff. So, uh, hey, Chris, great, great answer there. Uh, also, I wrote some great stuff of uh, Kylo Ren as well. Uh, that is uh, part of uh, what uh, some of the reactions were to this uh, list here. Uh, our, our listener, Utini Utini also added uh, K2SO, Kanan, uh, Han, Vader, and then Waxer. Says it's obscure, I know. It's just such a great exclamation point to the tragic scene. And I think... Add a lot to the clone's fear of being disposable. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Shinte, uh, uh, Shinten uh, Kensai, excuse me, uh, says uh, uh, share it, Maul, Kylo Ren, Luke, but also Fives. Yeah, Fives, uh, fives is an um, important death to the Star Wars story told in the Clone Wars. Uh, I love that uh, as well. And then Alden comes back and says, oh, I almost forgot about Jaro Tabal in Fallen Order. Yeah, that one works as well, too. See, again, too, the game doesn't hit me as much. Still doesn't. I recently tried to play it, and I was like, ah, yeah, okay, yeah. But the story's there. The character's there, and it's quite of a, quite a, quite an accomplishment for the, for the game as well. A lot of great lists uh, uh, submitted. Uh, uh, Mark Cadot comes back with Bodhi Rook, Leia, Rebels in the Hallway. Uh, beautiful one there. Yeah, the Leia death, especially tied to the the real world uh, pain of uh, losing Carrie Fisher. It, it, it's by by necessity, unfortunately, it's almost a little bit like the Akbar one, right? The Leia death happens in the shadows. It happens under uh, blankets or sheets because you know you know it has to happen that way. But they able to they're able to really use that uh, t- uh, as the best they they can and. and Mark Canope, our, our, our four center friends, says uh, from uh, Larma Daisy, she's gone to Chewie's reaction. Uh, Jonas is so good there. We're lucky to have him as Chewbacca. I really think we are too. But yeah, that's that moment. Chewie falling to his knees got me. Uh, Daisy, uh, you know, oh, she's gone. Yeah, in post sitting in, uh, you know, bedside. Uh, the Lando scene, uh, you know, we had each other. I just uh, they they took what they had and they did such a great job with it, making Leia's death even more impactful there. So uh, some wonderful lists. A double J comes back with Bib Fortuna. Had me cheering King Boba at my TV. Yeah, then he's gone. It's so interesting. The, the, the Boba Fett death in, in uh, Mandalorian, it does work for me. But now that we see him come back a little bit in uh, Bad uh, bad Batch, I'm like, ah, you know, I could use some more uh, 
or Boba Fett. You know, we won't get to see it there. You live with you live with these characters for so long from the '80s on that when they go, you know, you can't help but be a little sad. Thank you so much for those in the Force Center Discord following up. I just wanted to share some of your deaths, some of your uh, choices uh, as part of our community here at Force Center. It means a lot to me, and I love when our episodes can inspire such kind of conversation. So we're not done. If you have a death out there that uh, you you want to uh, highlight, let, let me know. Reach out on Twitter. Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Uh, I could start taking some questions here as well, though we love doing the questions on the main show there. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and YouTube as well. We are at uh, Facebook at Force Center Podcast. I hear rumor that podcasts are going to, you can start listening to podcasts on Facebook embedded. I don't I don't go on Facebook much more, but eh, maybe Force Center will do that there. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. You can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Podcasts available a lot of different spots, including Amazon Music and Spotify. Check them out there. You can support us directly, as I said, at patreon.com slash Force Center. From there, you get into our Discord, uh, where you can have uh, even more wonderful conversations with our Force Center friends. And maybe you, too, will get your name or your username mispronounced by me or Joseph. You can also follow me at my website, kenapsock.com. From there, you link uh, to uh, buy my book, uh, Why We Love Star Wars, if you so choose. Available wherever books are sold. Uh, follow me at kenapsock. And uh, that is it for now. We'll see you next time here on Spotlight Star Wars. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.